welcome to the very first iteration of the CJ Sports Podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to listen. Today I'll be doing a BBL playoff preview, but first, let me introduce myself. I'm Charlie, a sports journalism student at the Uni of Derby. Uh, I've been working with the Leicester Riders this season, and what a season it's been for the Riders. Fifth title in eight years. Played unbelievably well all season long. And what a season it's been for the BBL. I mean, the talent and competitiveness all season, it's come down to the final game of the season. Um, three different winners of all the trophies. You've got the Eagles, the Lions and the Riders all coming home with silverware. And who knows? Might even have a surprise winner of the playoffs this season. Uh, long may it continue for British basketball. It's been fantastic. I'll be doing some keys to the game for the playoffs and then doing my full playoff bracket to make myself look silly. So without further ado, let's get it underway. The first game, the one seed, the Riders, coming up against the eighth seed of the Flyers. That's two good defences facing off in this one. The Riders, of course, as I mentioned, coming off the back of a league win. And the Flyers sneaking into the eighth spot, hoping to make a good account of themselves against the champions. My keys to the game. Number one, offensive efficiency. Both teams rank top three in defensive rebounding. They don't give up many second chance points. These teams have to shoot well. That comes naturally to the Riders. They're first in the league in field goal percentage. They're shooting 48.2% per game. For the Flyers, though, less so. Ninth in field goal percentage, 43.9%. And that's on average. They're coming up against the league's best defence. Which brings me to my next point. Defence wins championships. These are two solid defensive teams. The Riders, as I mentioned, the best defence in the league. Holding their opponents to 76.7 points per game. The Flyers... They're still one of the four teams to hold their opponents to under 80 points per game. Both of these teams' field goal percentage has to come with very few good looks. Can they convert tough shots? Especially for the Flyers. I mean, they're coming up against William Lee, the best shot, shot blocker in the league. He's made a living off being able to swat away shots. University of Alabama's all-time leading shot blocker. He's the kind of player that alters your entire offensive game plan. He makes you scared to go in the paint. Can the Flyers get past that? Can they get him into foul trouble? Can they attack him? And can they generate offence against good defence? Which brings me to my third point. Team offence. The Riders have six players averaging double-digit points. They're their second-best BBL offence. 86 points per game. They can hurt you in so many different ways. They have Gino Crandall, Darian Nelson-Henry, Mustafa Heron, Corey Johnson from deep, Connor Washington off the bench to run the point. There's so many things to worry about for the Flyers. And the Flyers have the second worst BBL offence. Their defence has carried them into the playoffs. They do come off the back of a good win against the Eagles, which is interesting to talk about because they really showed how they can beat the better teams in the league. They had five players with double-digit points, with two of those double-digit tallies coming off the bench. They need that scoring throughout their roster. They cannot be top-heavy coming up against a great defence like the Riders because the Riders can lock down your best player. They need to hurt them in multiple ways. They need to have scoring nine deep to beat this Riders team. Obviously, one versus eight matchup, there's going to be an overwhelming favourite there and the Riders are overwhelming favourites. But the Flyers can make this competitive. They can make this competitive. If they play defence to the best of their abilities and they get scoring throughout their roster, they can make this an entertaining fixture. Moving on. Got the Lions coming up against the Cheshire Phoenix. My keys to the game, number one, the London Lions match up very well against this Phoenix team. The Lions are a good shot blocking team. They're second in the league in shot blocking, three a game. That matches up well because the Phoenix are the worst three point shooting team in the BBL. They shoot a dismal 28.3% from three. 
and they won't get those good interior looks that they're looking for. They thrive off those interior looks. And I refer you back to the Phoenix uh, last game of the season. It was against the Riders. And the same problem arise. The Riders are the best shot blocking team in the league. And the Phoenix couldn't get anything inside. And as they have done all season, they struggled from three. What did that result in? The Riders winning every quarter convincingly. And winning the game by their league best, 32 points. I think we're going to be looking at a similar situation. The Lions match up equally as well. And my second point, second chance points. The Lions have the best BBL offence. They're scoring 90 points per game. The Phoenix ranked last in defensive rebounding. They cannot allow that to happen against the Lions. The Lions are going to put points on the board. The Phoenix have just got to limit that. And they will not do that by giving the Lions a second opportunity, second possessions, because they will convert them. They have to mob the glass. Keep the Lions off the glass. If you don't, it could get messy. Number three, maintaining form. The Lions have been playing must-win games since April. Should the Lions have lost a game since April, the league may have been wrapped up because it seemed that the Riders were just waiting for the Lions to lose so they could wrap up the title. And the Lions refused to. They've been on a 12-game win streak entering the playoffs. They've won every single one of those must-win games. They have been preparing for this. They've been playing like it's the playoffs since April. On the other end of the spectrum, the Phoenix are 2-7 and seven in their last nine entering the playoffs. They've been trending in the opposite direction. And those two wins coming up against the Rocks. They're going to have to get out of that slump. And who knows? You know, anything can happen in a game or two. Anything can happen. But it just seems like this is teeing up to be a dominant Lions first round win. Moving on to our next matchup. A very interesting one. The Raiders versus the Wolves. My first key to the game. No eBay? No problem. Before eBay left, the Raiders were the best shot blocking team in the league. And they were also the best defence in the league. Personally, I thought when he did go, the Raiders' identity would have been stripped from them. eBay's the kind of player, he's such an interior force that, like I was saying about William Lee, when he is on the floor, he's all you can think about. He alters every shot that's anywhere near the paint. Could he have been a liability in offence? Sure. But defensively, it seemed like he was their entire defensive identity. However, since he left, the Raiders are 6-1. and one. They've held their opponents to 41% from the field and 79 points per game, which would rank them 5th in defence. They've been good. They've been good since he left. And I'd say in part, it's because they rely on their star power. Ricky McGill, Ashley Hamilton, Mike Morsell, that is a big three. Any one of those guys can go off. In the last game, the Raiders dropped 100 on the Scorchers. Ashley Hamilton and Ricky McGill combined for 52. Those guys can contribute big points. I don't like using the phrase they can beat you on their own because I don't think that's possible in basketball. But they can give you so many problems and it opens up so many opportunities for everybody else. However, the Raiders are last in assists and second on turnovers. That is not a fluid offense. That tells me it's ISO ball playing through their stars. When they run into a better defense, it might be easy to stop them. You slow down their best players, they're not going to swing it around the court. And they'll give it to you. The Phoenix are fifth in defense, last in steals and blocks. I don't think the Phoenix are the team to punish them. But down the line, there'll be a team that can punish them. My third key to the game, man down. The Phoenix lost their two leading scorers midway through the season. Justin Anderson and NBA. Now they are second in three-point shooting. They can get hot. 
And if they do get hot, they'll be a problem. I mean, Bauknecht shooting 46.8% from three. But with those two guys gone, do they have that guy, quote-unquote? It's the opposite problem to the Raiders. I feel like ultimately sometimes it can come down to when it really matters. You need someone to fall back on and rely on to be able to carry you through the toughest moments, especially offensively. I think the Phoenix lost that. And I think in key moments, it might cost them. Here we go, coming down to the final matchup. Fourth versus fifth, always the most interesting matchup. And this one is no exception. The Eagles coming up against the Sharks. I think this is going to be a fantastic first round matchup. And I think it's closer than some people think. My first key, defensive liabilities. The Eagles, shockingly, are the worst defensive team to make the playoffs. They've given up 84 points per game. The Eagles are a bad defensive team. Interestingly, they have the most steals a game, which to me says they they gamble a lot. I think they need to do less of that. It's clearly causing them to gamble and scramble. They're always recovering. Just get your hands out of the pockets. Maybe jump into those passing lanes a little less, especially because the Sharks average the fewest turnovers in the BBL. Gambling will not pay off. Sharks keep care of the ball and they're going to leave this Newcastle defence scrambling if they continue to get their hands in the lane. And can the Eagles get a stop when they really need one? Two points up, 30 seconds to go. Can you rely on them to get that stop? Maybe you can rely on one man, Raymond Fletcher, which brings me to my second point, battle of the backcourt. Jeremy Hemsley versus Raymond Fletcher. Now, I believe that team performance is important with the MVP discussion. I know it's a disparaging topic, but I believe it's important. Put the team performance aside for a minute, and Fletcher is undoubtedly the MVP. I don't think he is, because the Eagles have struggled somewhat, for their incredibly high standards, of course. But he leads the league in points and assists. As a point guard, what more do you want from him? Now, Jeremy Hensley isn't that far behind him. Third in scoring, 17.3 points per game. And Fletcher's putting up 19.2 points, 9.3 assists. This is going to be a battle. I'd like to see them guard each other, and I wouldn't be surprised if Fletcher picks up Hemsley. I'd be more surprised if Hemsley picks up Fletcher, but we'll see. I'd love to see them face-to-face, because ultimately, it's why so many people love the sport of basketball. People love to see those one-on-one matchups. Both backcourt players, both going at each other. I think this is what's going to make this series so exciting. My third point. Big game players. The Sharks haven't had a great record against the top four teams. The Riders, the Raiders, the Eagles and the Lions. They're 4-8 and eight against those teams. Should they have improved that record, it would have put them as a top four team potentially. That is the difference. However, two of those four wins have come against the Eagles. They match up well. They match up very well against this team. And they've proven twice that they can beat them. And with that said, I think I'm ready to make my first prediction in my bracket. Upset alert, I see the Sheffield Sharks getting past the Newcastle Eagles in this one. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a competitive matchup. And I think it could go either way. But I do think ultimately, the Eagles' defensive liabilities are going to let them down. And the Sharks keeping care of the ball is going to be the difference between the teams. They're not going to gift the Eagles this win. The Eagles are going to have to work hard defensively. And they've proven all year to be a not great defensive team. 
You got Fletcher on your team, of course. You stand a chance, of course you do. And like I say, it will be a competitive series. I just don't think the Eagles are put together well enough defensively to get past the Sharks. So who will the Sharks face? Not going to make it too much of a mystery. It'll be the Leicester Riders for me. It's the BBL. Anything can happen. Anybody can beat anybody. And that's been proven throughout the season with the Riders. But I think I'd be foolish not to pick them in this matchup. Second ranked offence. First ranked defence. Efficient team. Anybody can beat you. League champions. You have to back them. So it'll be the Riders versus the Sharks. On the other end of the bracket, you have the Lions versus the Phoenix, as I've said before. The Lions match up well with the Phoenix. And what a fantastic player DeAndre Liggins is, by the way. Unbelievable player. He'd probably be enough on his own to make the Lions a contender. Pair that with Dirk Williams, two MVP candidates on that team, lighting up the BBL. What a fantastic pairing that is. And what a pleasure it's been to see those two guys share a court all season. Now the Phoenix can still cause the Lions problems. While they don't have the um while they don't have the firepower from beyond the arc, they do have the player that can win them win them a game. Caron Ross, what a fantastic season it's been. I'd be remiss um to talk about the Cheshire Phoenix without talking about Caron Ross. Top ten in points, top ten in assists, brilliant season from him. And it's got to be said, the Lions offence has been the weaker part of their season. They're sixth currently in defensive efficiency, giving up eighty one points a game. So it's not like Caron Ross is unable to punish them. But as a collective unit, the Phoenix won't have enough. Final matchup, Raiders versus the Wolves. Now, I don't think the Wolves are the team to punish the Raiders' deficiencies. And the Raiders have been a very good team. They're in very good form. 6-1, and one, as I say, entering the playoffs. I think they'll continue that form. And, like I say, the Wolves just don't have enough scoring on their roster, I don't believe, to beat the Raiders. The Raiders are a good defence still without eBay. And they'll progress to play the Lions. So, the second round matchup, starting off with the Riders versus the Sharks, and this is where the Sharks fall short. The Riders, lucky enough to be given home court advantage for the second round and the final. We'll see how much there is in that. But yeah, I think this is where the Sharks just don't quite get over the line. Coming up against the league champions, best defensive team in the league, second best defensive team in the league, can kill you in so many different ways, like I said, against the, uh, with the matchup against the Flyers. I just think they'll have too much for the Sharks. Not much to be said, to be honest, because I just think they're a better team. Next matchup, the Lions versus the Raiders. It is, of course, a rematch of the BBL Trophy Final. A fantastic game. Came down to the wire. Um, brilliant performance from both sides. I just think the Lions have more. As I didn't mention before, best three-point shooting team in the league. The best offense in the league. Yeah, they have some defensive deficiencies. Sixth in defense this year. But I just think they have more. They have more talent than the Raiders. While the Raiders do have a good big three. Liggins of Dirt Williams, as I said earlier. Fantastic pairing. And they have a very well balanced offensive roster. So I think the Lions get past the Raiders. And here we are. The collision course that I think has been happening all season in the BBL. The Lions have got the better of the Riders so far this season. Beating them in the trophy. Beating them twice in the regular season. And here we are, the final game of the season. If, I, if it all works out how I say it will work out. The Lions versus the Riders. This will be a fantastic game as every game between these two teams has been this season. Now I want to look at the most recent game between these two teams. The Lions wiped the floor with the Riders for three quarters. But in that game it was a bit of a... That game was very misleading. 
The Riders turned the ball over a ridiculous amount of times and they hit 1-3 before the fourth quarter. And they mounted this comeback in the fourth quarter to make it close. They brought the game back within one possession after they looked dead in the water. But by playing just their usual game, they weren't ridiculously hot from three. They just played good defence, shot the ball okay, shot the ball efficiently, and climbed back into the game. I think that was the best reflection of how it's going to play out between these two teams. I, I don't see the Riders playing how they did in the first three quarters. It's much more likely to me that they play how they did in the fourth quarter. And with the home court advantage in a match with such fine margins, I see the Riders lifting the trophy. Now, I wouldn't be willing to put any money on it. I think it's going to be a coin flip of a game. I think it's going to be a fantastic spectacle and it could go either way. But if I was forced to bet... I'd say the Riders lift the trophy on their home court. So that is my prediction. And that is my BBL playoff preview. I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. To keep tabs on the match reports, previews, player features, and everything else I write around BBL, or just the world in sport in general, uh, you can follow my Twitter, that's at CJSportsBlog, and check out my website, that's CJSportsBlog.com, for all my written work. Any podcasts, any podcast appearances, anything that I do goes on that website. So please do check that out. And thank you very much for listening.